Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Evil Thread Podcast. I'm Brett, and I'm here with my host, co-host, Steve. What's What's up, man? Not much, man. We are here at the time of this recording. It is Easter morning, and uh, I want to say I wouldn't want to spend it with any other person besides you. I hope Uh, you feel the same way. It's a little awkward (laughs) because the feeling is definitely not mutual. I made sure to leave out milk and cookies for the Easter bunny, and while you were in here, I actually snuck out to your car and hit some eggs in there, so good luck finding those. Uh, Hopefully the fake plastic kind and not real ones. Nope, they're uh, they're all real hard-boiled. Great. Oh, okay, so they won't break while I'm driving? Yeah, but you got to find them all. Because they'll get rotten eventually. Yeah, it had to happen to to me one time when I was younger. We couldn't find all the eggs and our house stunk for like two weeks. Oh, no. Yeah. And what about your parents? They didn't... We never found the egg and eventually the smell just went away. So... That's nasty as fuck. Yeah, I'm assuming it just decayed and then stopped smelling. Could you imagine what that looked like? Like... Like really nasty. Yeah, and just a big black blob. Oh, man, that's (laughs) disgusting. Um... That's funny you mentioned uh, hiding perishables in my car because I think it was this year, like I work out of my car for one of my jobs or whatever, and I opened the door once, like the rear driver's side passenger door, and what do I see in the partition between the front door and the rear door? Maggots. Ew. It was just like, I was like... I immediately canceled the rest of my orders for the day and went straight to the car wash place. And I was like, give me something to take care of that shit. (laughs) Yeah. Disgusting. I would have burned the car probably. Dude, it was. What do you think it was from? I, that's the thing. I don't know. That's the worst part. If there was, there wasn't like a piece of meat or something that fell out of the bag. I looked, I looked and looked. I didn't mention eating. Are you assuming that I'm eating? They could have been. In this scenario? Must have been. Were you eating a bag of chips? Were you eating someone's food? I mean, there was definitely... Listen, I'm going to tell you like this. Did your cat go missing? No. Like, there used to be... There used to be food in that car. Like, a lot. Like, a lot. So, there's probably... But... Well, what I'm wondering is, like, what took the maggot so long to appear? That's what I don't understand. You got me. I don't know the way uh, maggots work. I just know it was one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. It was terrible. I'm glad we got over this. Yeah. Still I mean, we're not. Again. I'm not over it, honestly. Still. You're right. We are talking it. about it right now. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have bought it up otherwise. Like, That's if true. I was past it, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. But yeah, anyway, man. So what you uh, what you been getting into this week? What you been watching? Shit like that? This week's been a little tough, man. We really haven't haven't been able to watch much. You know, it's it's weird. I was off this week, but I was busier than I normally am. Just a lot of stuff going on, so I didn't really get to watch really anything. A couple th- couple movies I do want to see. I've been meaning to watch the new Zack Snyder Justice League. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. That looks pretty good. It's I've four, heard things it's, about it. It's four hours long, so it's a commitment. They but, make it easy to cut up, though. It's probably because just every like scene is in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four hours long. Well, it... <laughs> It's broken up into four parts, I think, equally. Okay, that's that's what yeah. I heard. Yeah. Okay, that's Which actually helps. not bad. Yeah, an hour long each time. Yeah. Um, I do want to see the new Godzilla movie, which... I saw it yesterday. What'd you think? Well, I feel like I told you that, did I? 
You told me you were going to see it. Oh, yeah. But you didn't tell me how it was. I did see it. Um, It was pretty good, man. It's... uh. I'll put it this way. If you know what to expect from a movie called Godzilla versus Kong, then you'll enjoy it. If you're expecting something else, you're going to hate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like a love story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what what the deal is. They're fighting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I will say this. Whoever wrote the script, because uh, I know it's directed by Adam Wingard, the guy who did Your Next yeah. And he directed a segment of VHS. Yes. Two, I think. Was I think it two? It was, I think okay. it was two, yeah. Oh, it was... It was the one with the... Uh, he was in it. The eye yeah. camera thingy. And yeah, he, yeah, he was in it. He that was him. It. Okay. Um, yeah, he's done a couple of things here and there. He did an ABC's of Death also, I think. Yep. And um, yeah, it was, overall, it was a pretty solid movie. And I got to say, the way they chose to execute the progression of the story, like all the way to the ending of the movie, like how they choose to end it. It's like, it's pretty good, honestly. And I'd recommend seeing it in a theater for obviously for scale. It's good. But if you, in your super busy life that you just described during your week off, it's easier on HBO Max. Go for it, man. I'm yeah. sure you'll enjoy it just the same. You yeah. Know? It's still a good movie. Okay. I, uh, I still need to see Godzilla King of Monsters. And which oh. technically takes place right before this one, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think it's like Godzilla, the first part, Kong Skull Island, yep. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, mm-hmm. then this movie. Okay. Honestly, King of the Monsters, man, it's not it's not great. But uh, yeah. I don't know if you want to get into the whole universe, so to speak. Yeah, check it out. You know? Okay. It, it's like it's I'm not going to say like you won't enjoy it. It's pretty decent. Let's put it that way. Visually, it looks pretty good oh too. it's good yeah yeah okay it could have been it could have been better though in terms of like just it was too long and mm-hmm. like i don't know just the execution of like it, the movie itself was off i think and i like the director adam wingard he's pretty good yeah he's good he did a movie did you ever see the movie the guest yes i think you put me on actually yeah to that movie yeah it was like 2014 pretty solid movie with dan man. stevens yeah he's he's made a name for himself Wingard, you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is good. I guess if he's directing such a big budget movie like Godzilla vs. Kong, he's made a name. He's made a name, right? We're forgetting too. He did. uh, He did Blair Witch also. Oh, the the new one. one. Yeah, Yeah. which saw it in the theater together. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah, I didn't like it as much at first. I I think I need to see it again. Yeah, to really uh, get a grasp on it, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other than that, he hasn't done. He hasn't done a whole whole bunch else, but he I guess he's kind of new to the game. He did that movie Death Note also, which I didn't see. With Will Defoe? Yeah, but I know it's based on like an anime. I didn't see that. My brother, uh Tyler saw it. Tyler he said saw it wasn't it. good. Yeah. So I'll take his yeah. I'll take his. I don't know if it. I trust that coming from Tyler. You should. Ah, uh, hopefully he hears that and gets really mad. <laughs> we gotta have him on here. Oh, Let him yeah. speak his truth. Once he's not in Norway. Norway. Yes. We to. got listeners in Norway. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good feeling, that's, man. Yep. International. International. Not even 50 plays in and we're international. That's a <laughs> it's a good feeling. Feels good. Um, But yeah, I haven't had a chance, just like you, to watch anything this week either, man. Um, Other than Kong versus Godzilla. And my buddy, he keeps telling me to watch these two movies. You ever heard of uh, The Endless and Resolution? The Endless, I have heard of. It came out a few years ago. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah. It's streaming where? Netflix, I think. Isn't it like two buddies, they go back to their hometown and, and 
just weird shit Some starts shit happening. Goes down. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, yes. And it's like the two movies that I mentioned, they're related or whatever. Um, yeah, it's the endless first, then resolution. Uh, it's like two parts, basically. And he keeps telling me, to watch, I'm going to watch it like tonight. Probably I'm going to watch the first one. Because uh, he just like when I say he's pressing me, he's just he's really hammering it home. Yeah. And, I mean, he must really like it. I guess so. I mean, I just I don't. We'll see. I don't think it's super long either. The endless. It's really short. Yeah. It's, I just can't bring <laughs> myself to do it for some reason but i'm going i'm going to watch it if i say i'm going to do could, it i'm going to do it could it be the fact that you just recently got a ps5 ah i didn't want to bring it up <laughs> but yes i did and it's basically all i do in my free time mm-hmm. now like i'm forcing myself to play my nintendo switch like i have to force myself it's cost me 300 dollars. so you're right you gotta get your time out of it yeah exactly. get your money out of it yeah 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 exactly man um yeah and i think the next thing that i'm gonna see I'm probably going to go to the theater to see Mortal Kombat. You seen the trailer for that? Yeah. What you thinking of that? I'm pretty excited for it. If you're comparing it to 1995's Mortal Kombat, and then the second Mortal Kombat, which came out a couple of years later. Annihilation. Right? Annihilation. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I'm pretty pretty stoked for this one. Dude, I mean, you know, I know right away it's going to be better. Yeah. I think some of the CGI might be a little iffy, just based off the trailer. But, like I said, I only saw two minutes of yeah. it, so I really can't. I mean, it's fair. Uh, I guess it's kind of hard to make it look like somebody's arms are getting frozen and then broken right off their body. What? Why not just do that for real? Oh, because he doesn't need his arms for anything. <laughs> except for everything. Except for everything. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it looks good, man. If I was going to see two movies in the theater this year, I think it'd be those. God, well, Godzilla I saw already. Um, and Mortal Kombat. There's not really anything else that I know of that's big that's coming out. That you- no, but I feel like in the next, this next year, year and a half, all the movies that got pushed back are going to be coming out. Gonna be so dropping. there are going to be a lot of movies and a lot of good movies. Dude, honestly, the only movie I'm thinking about that's coming out next year, The Batman, Robert oh, Pattinson. Ooh, dude, man, I can't so wait. I can't wait. It looks we, so good, man. Yeah, I, we we know that Robert Pattinson's gonna do a good job. Yeah, and people that don't think so have only seen him in Twilight. Yeah, or haven't seen him in Twilight and just talk shit about it. Yeah, or that too. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, he's a heavily underrated man for sure. I think. Good time is all you gotta see really to know. Watch that movie. Yeah. Recommend it. Watch Good Time. It was streaming on Amazon. I think I thought it was. I, uh, it was, it was Which, Amazon. What do you think? What were you gonna say? I thought it was Netflix. All right. Well, you got I think you got two Netflix. options to try for. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, yeah. But yes, it's one of those two options to try for it. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Not much else. So I don't know. I guess since we both haven't had much going on <laughs> and haven't had a chance to watch anything, I guess that pretty much cuts the bullshit segment a little short. That's it. Bullshit ended 10 minutes in. Well, if you want to get technical, 12 minutes and 52 seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> we don't need to get technical, I guess. Um, And this week, actually, for the first time in our storied history of having two episodes recorded, um, we actually do not, N-O-T, have a uh, top five segment or what have you. Because it just didn't feel... 
organic naturally occurring yeah it wasn't chia seeds it wasn't chia seeds at all sure is that naturally occurring of course okay i think anything that grows in the ground is probably naturally that makes sense one time i thought that i i asked uh my girlfriend's family if avocados were man-made and some might be they made fun of me oh wait like some like engineered a certain way i don't know maybe it's possible it's possible i guess they they can clone animals and stuff i guess they can make they could make an avocado yeah gmo right that's where gmo comes from. genetically modified what does the o stand for uh do you know i'm just curious i don't know that's okay no it doesn't matter i thought it was organism that's what i was gonna say but it doesn't make sense yeah right i feel like I need to look it up now. But avocados, they grow on trees, right? Yeah, because they have avocado trees. That I didn't know. I mean, you, you eat Ezekiel bread, so you would know better than, than I do. I think you eat Ezekiel bread now, too. Um, No. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't made the jump yet. You haven't there. made the jump. No, I just haven't been eating at all. Um, I could tell. Yeah. You look emaciated. Yeah, I, I weigh 225 instead of 300. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually... Uh, GMO does stand for it. Genetically modified organism. Organism. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird because they say there's no GMOs in this food, but an organism is a living thing. Yeah. That's kind of alarming. That is kind of alarming. (laughs) That's why I don't eat GMO'd. It makes sense. You can tell like just... You eat a la mode instead of GMO. Yeah, I eat a la mode, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at the size of like what an actual fruit or vegetable should look like and then the gmo is just 10 times that size is that a thing that's yeah that's That's why some apples are so small that's probably a real apple and then like those gigantic ones or like a gigantic sweet potato i think gmo is i feel like designed to end world hunger like that's its Uh motive so it's filling the food essentially with artificial like material i guess yeah. To make it bigger. Yeah. I would think. It's like growing grass with uh That's fucked up. Whatever it is that they use to grow grass. Fertilizer, <laughs> but like uh, the seeds. Grass that... seed? Grass seed. <laughs> I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. That's really fucked up. Yeah. I feel like. I never, I didn't know that's that was the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're talking about this. I don't know. But we are now bullshitting for technically... 16 minutes. 16 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's okay, though. That's um, not bad. That's the kind of organic, organic. Non, non-GMO <laughs> feel we like to have that's on this podcast. damn right. Um, okay, so like I said, there's no top five. Um, this week, the movie was my choice. Regrettably so, because... You know, Brett's texting me like, oh, man, fucking this movie's so like, oh, <laughs> there's a lot to dissect here and a lot to be confused about, to be confused about. Oh, fuck. Yeah, there is 100 percent. So first of all, I want to retract an earlier statement I made in the previous episode. I said the title for the movie was Sat. What did I say? I said Satter. Sator. I said Sator. Mm-hmm. But it's actually pronounced Sater. Sater. Which I would have never known. Ever. Yeah, well, I mean... How would you know? Well, how do you spell gator? Same way, just with a G. Right, but it's, Sater just sounds so much less intimidating than Sator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you should emphasize the or at the end. Yeah, exactly. I put that twang on it because... The Mark twang. Yeah. It just sounded 
I don't know, it just sounded right, but it's pronounced Seder as we find out early on in the movie. So obviously that's not a normal word like genetically modified organism. Those are normal words. <laughs> uh so a little background on the on the word. It originates from something called a Seder square, which is goes far as far back as the city of burned people otherwise known as compton yeah (laughs) compton right yeah that's where they discovered the first seda square (laughs) on stone (laughs) um but actually i should say it's the retro version of compton it was just as dangerous in the exact same way uh pompeii Mm. only difference is that they had a volcano there and we all know what happened but um seder is a word it's a noun that means sower like somebody who's so what what, was that sows like it has to do with like farming oh um actually sower or farmer okay it's kind of it's kind of what that means all right um and it's generally regarded as an image for father as in creator aka god right cool and the Seder Square that we mentioned, it's a uh, palindrome, right? So it's comprised of five, I want to say phrases because they don't all make much sense. So it's Seder, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, which is the only word there that makes sense, and Rotus. So if you completely reverse that whole thing, it's the exact same thing the other way. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like Rotus is Seder backwards, etc. Um, and it actually translates to that, that phrase I just said translates to the sower with his plow holds the wheels with care or the sower arepo, which I guess can be a name leads the plow with his hand. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. (laughs) I don't know either. I'm hearing this for the first time. Oh yeah. But I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that's people back in Pompeii that made this, presumably that's what they were going for. They wanted to talk about this farmer, (laughs) uh, whoever he was. And yeah, so this is pre-Christian, by the way, this whole idea, right? Mm -hmm. And you might recognize the word tenant from somewhere else. Oh yeah. In media. Just come out recently. Yeah. Chris Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. And actually he got the idea for that movie he based some of the characters and the title from this idea. Which makes sense because the way that the Seder Square is positioned, mm-hmm. it creates a never-ending loop. Right. Oh, right. Which is pretty cool. Did you see Tenet? I didn't. Me neither. I didn't see I it. I want to. Yeah, I do too. It's another convoluted one. I think I would need to sit down and take a little <laughs> wow. time. Um, yeah, Robert Pattinson's in that one too. Is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I yep. can't forget, man. Yep, that's right. And um, tenet, by the way, the definition is a principle or belief, especially one of main one of the main principles of a religion or philosophy. So, yeah, so tenet that movie, even though it takes place in modern day, it's obviously got some some heavy heavy themes going on there in terms of like depth and convoluted. It's probably convoluted, like you said. Yeah, and that it, that's cool because the Seder Square is definitely relatable to this movie for sure. If you take into consideration the fact that it's a never-ending loop, the way that his family's dealing with this oh, history of mental illness, right? It feels like based off the movie, there's no avoiding it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. Wow, man. Jesus Christ. Well, this is my, my pick, and you're making connections I didn't even think about. There you go again. <laughs> Got that extra day in. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You needed it, man. <laughs> Fucking slow. Nah, I'll be honest. I wasn't ready. Either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, but I wasn't. I was being lazy. You're still not ready. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the basic idea for the state of square and I'm just going to run through some trivia about the film itself in general. Excuse me. And okay, so in the movie, there's like uh, the grandmother. Um, they call her Nani, right? Nanny, Nanny, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all the, um, she does like this automatic writing, right? Like she just writes like stream of consciousness type of thing. Those are actually belonging to the real woman who is her in the movie. That's Jordan Graham's grandmother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it's pretty crazy. You know, like the little story behind what happened with her, like back in I I listened to this interview that uh-huh. Jordan Graham did. And in 1968, his grandma bought a Ouija board. Yes. Okay, so you you do you did hear that? Yes, we got the we got the trivia from the same the same website. spot. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I'll let you finish up then. Um, yeah. Okay, so like you were saying in 1968, Sater um, was to her. Her name is June Peterson. Uh, very real, and he came to her allegedly through a uh, 1968 through a Ouija bo- Ouija board, and uh, her obsession with him apparently led to her being committed to a psychiatric hospital yeah which is that's pretty serious it's a big commitment <laughs> yeah she must have really <laughs> she must have been really steadfast in her belief man um and and you know i guess for various reasons like dealing with all of that and other stuff this movie was in post production for almost 6 years meaning it was finished and it still didn't come out for six years dude that's crazy which is insane imagine having that amount of patience because from what he shot this in 120 days yeah and then post-production took six years and how he just didn't give up because this dude had everything stacked against him yeah literally everything stacked against him like this movie shouldn't have happened and this was solely a passion project for him right he applied. Did you read where he applied for a indie go go crowdfunder? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, actually. he he actually got on like the front paper of his local news or something, and it was this wow. indie go go crowdfunder, and he didn't make one cent towards the movie. That's really, that makes me feel really bad. Oh he my God. yeah, from what he was saying, he was that was a bad time for him. It was like oh, he was heartbroken, but he kept pushing. He worked as a wedding photographer. Yeah. Which makes sense considering like the beautiful imagery we see. Oh, dude. In the movie. Yeah. We'll talk about that Mm -hmm. a little later. But he worked as a wedding photographer. So he saved up half, from what I heard, he saved up half of the money that way, just working weddings. And then he borrowed $20,000 from a friend. Damn. It's a pretty good friend. Like on the condition that he paid back the $20,000 plus oh, yeah. <laughs> right plus a little commission from the movie. Right. So he was able to pay his friend back in I think it was 5 years, 4 grand a year. And hopefully he makes some money off of this cuz Jesus. 
Dude, seven years in the making. That's insane. Think man. of what can like, like where we were seven years ago. So you were you were probably over here hanging out watching a movie. Probably <laughs> like attack the block. Yeah, like yeah, attack the block. Where we were. Yeah, uh, seven years ago. Yeah. That's weird. Um, no, man. So basically, like you're saying, whatever. What's the condition that you can create? artificially to make sure a movie can't be made that's basically what was going on with him um like you said everything stacked against him and uh he did a lot of the work himself um from what i understand and that includes the score which he apparently created using pots pans nuts bolts and a bass guitar with a violin bow <laughs> that's like how the fuck do you think it's i don't know who comes up with that like how do you think about that you know he also, uh, because he lives in Santa Cruz, I guess every, and he was working out of his mom's house, everything had to be timed perfectly because he had, he had to deal with sea lions, I guess, while he was like trying to record everything or put everything together. Yeah. He was dealing with lighthouse sounds because he lives right by the water. Oh my God. He had to turn off every microwave, the stove. I think he had to turn off like the boiler or two or something. I don't know what he looks like, but I imagine he has bags under his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, dude. And he's feeling all this stress. Yeah. And he said the only time he could work on this was between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. Really? So he did that every night for like a year and a half. It's that witching hour, baby. Yeah. I mean, for you, that seems okay. That's like your normal hours. But for me, I'd be shot. (laughs) Yeah, you would be. Um, Yeah, I go to bed at two. So usually. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then also like we, you know, we love our, our color conversations. It's here. He is his program. I looked it up. It's called DaVinci Resolve. It's apparently this massively complicated like um, color creation program for like filmmaking. And he basically taught himself how to color grade the film, which I got to say he did. He did a phenomenal job, man. Awesome job. Like the greens, like the blacks, everything like the blacks are so deep. So deep, like yeah. we'll we'll get to. There's a specific scene I'm thinking of when I say that, but man, it, it looked really good, man. It was really good. He spent a long time doing that too. Like that took him over a thousand hours to do. Yeah, which that's is wild. ridiculous, man. <laughs> that's I don't know how many hours. Like how many? That's got to be over a year easily. Yeah, I would right? think so. Yeah, or no. I, what do you? Think? I guess it depends if he did like. Well, if he did a thousand divided by three sixty five, that's like three hours a day. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah, if he spent three hours a day doing it every single day. I'm Googling how many hours in a year. 8,760 hours in a year. Yeah, so he's not working 24-7. So it didn't take him. It. Okay, yeah, right, right, Well, but right. it might have taken him a year if... Oh, I get what you're saying. How much did it actually... 1,000 hours. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Either way, it's, it's more time than I'd ever be able to put into that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd lose patience. Yeah, I know I would. I would lose patience first, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he performed apparently a lot of the jobs by himself. Uh, he was behind the camera, and he built the cabin. Yeah, he built which is, Adam's cabin. Which is insane to think about. That's wild. Like, Out of donated material? Dude is a uh, jack-of-all-trade, you could say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. This is a, a, a calling card for sure. Yeah, man. And uh, just the last little thing here. Um, Except for the scenes with uh, June Peterson, the film's entire 
soundtrack was created in post-production. So that means they filmed the entire movie and then went back and applied the music, essentially. Made it and, you know, edited it in there. Wow. Which is also crazy. And, yeah, he re- he recorded all sound effects and dialogue from scratch, taking him a year and four months. So you can see why it took him so damn long to make this movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the dialogue didn't really take him that long, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's that's like true. 50 words spoken in there. It, is it really that few, you think? It's it's not that many. You're it's right. not that many. I know, it's not that many. Adam says like six words, I feel like. Right. He's just right. like... Rrr, rrr. Did, you, did you, when you saw this movie, did you think of any other movies that you had seen previously that this reminded you of? Good question. Yeah, I it reminded me, which I feel like we're kind of kind of got to be on the same page, yeah. similar to The Witch. Oh yes, as well as it comes at night. Oh yeah, yeah. It comes yeah. at night, right? I didn't maybe think of the, that quite as much, but maybe kind of just like the bleakness of it, and that the fact that they're secluded out in the woods, kind of yeah. cabiny feel, and also uh, a hint of Blair Witch. Oh yes, yeah, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, Blair Witch. I didn't even. Wow, I, I think I did think of that. I just didn't make a note of it because to me, like, despite taking place in different time periods, I don't know. I drew the most connections to the witch. I feel like, yeah, at, at least the the tone of the movie. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, 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 yes. Tone. Yes, because obviously the setting is the same for a lot all these movies, essentially. Yeah, yeah. You know? in, in all those all those movies that we just kind of addressed, was there another one that that? No, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think we. We got it covered. Yeah. But all those movies, they're like not your typical horror movie. It's not what most people go to the movies to see. They don't, you know, those movies don't rely on cheap scares. And I feel that's what people often look for. Right. It's not, it's not Annabelle. It's not exactly. And, Which actually scared the shit out of me, by the way, when I saw it in the theater. It was creepy. It the piss yeah. Out it was me, the, the Conjuring movies, they're all, they're all creepy, man. Yeah. But I think the reason why people don't like them is that it makes them feel uncomfortable. And because it isn't a pleasant experience, they don't enjoy it. You talking about Annabelle or? No, because that's like the jump scare. I'm talking about these like slow, like. Oh. These, yeah, this like the buildup of tension. Like yeah. it makes people uncomfortable and they don't like that. Which, how, how does that make you more uncomfortable than a jump scare fest? It, I don't understand Because that. there's no, it, it's just tension throughout the entire movie. You know you what don't I mean? Know like, what there's the fuck is gonna happen? Yeah, yeah there's okay. there's those scenes where people like the jump scares where people get like warmed up and then it's like, oh, you get the jump scare and then yeah. it flashes to the next scene and people can kind of relax a little oh. bit and it's sunny again and oh, people God. are talking and yeah, it's the way that we the way that I that I look at it too is like the witch from an audience perspective didn't score that high in Rotten Tomatoes. They got like a it was a fifty nine percent. And the is same, it really? Yeah, it, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, the critics the critics rated it very high, a ninety or something like that. That's insane. The same with another slow slow burn, Hereditary. Oh yeah, sixty seven percent from an audience perspective. Which oh audience score okay. audience score Ooh, yeah man, I got mixed up for a second. I thought you were talking like critic score. No, from I think from a critic score it's way higher. Yeah, ninety yeah, percent or something. They understand. Yeah. Right, <laughs> they understand. <laughs> they have an eye for this. Yeah, oh god, yeah. Um, yeah, audiences. That is kind of telling, man. Yeah, what you're saying about that. And this and Sator followed the same rating. Yeah, critics rated it pretty high, and, and the audience, audience rated it fairly low. It had that nasty green popcorn. 
spilled, right? That's what it looks like, right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Got a bad audience. Score? Oh, I know, man. It's disgusting. Ugh, uh, bothers me. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I guess we can kind of jump into like running through the movie a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It only took us 33 minutes to get here. <laughs> it's not too bad. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Okay. So the movie opens up and it opens up in four by three um, black and white just like the lighthouse which we both saw yep um and there's something to be said about that because right away i'm thinking okay is the whole movie gonna be like that turns out that it's not right Mm -hmm. and then you think to yourself is it gonna be only during certain types of scenes not really yeah it like it just happens it happens at odd times well i feel like no, I was going to say, because I thought the black and white were flashback scenes. That they Most of them are, most, that's what I'm saying. Ex- but one of them isn't. One of them isn't, you're right. right. That's what I'm, I'm saying. realizing that now. That yeah. one where Adam's actually at the house, right? Yep. And Evie's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I actually told you something for once. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Wow, yeah, I, th- I thought the black and white were just flashback scenes, because most of them are. Even that re- the video recording, too. I think literally like 99% of them. Except for that one. Except for the one. He's just throwing us off. Yeah. Maybe he forgot to edit it or something. Yeah, right. I mean, he was working on it for seven years. <laughs> yeah, I can't like, blame him. Yeah. We'll give him a pass on that one. All right. Um, But yeah, yeah, so June Peterson, she opens the... Like, I think the first line that's spoken in the movie, Seder was Seder who was in charge of everything. Right away. What does that sound like? Getting the point across. Well, yeah. I was going to say it sounds like God. Right. Like, to this woman, Seder is her God, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know? And remember, this is from the perspective of someone who suffers from, you know, I want to say it's dementia. That's what I, like, dementia and maybe schizophrenia. Okay. Jinx. (laughs) <laughs> you'll make coke uh <laughs> yeah i think um i think those two I, I would say more dementia yeah but it's hard to really say because i don't know i i, I could have sworn there was like a line in the movie where they're talking about her condition i, I could have sworn they use those two words they use both of them i if, could be wrong if you consider say toward uh, an alt a alternate personality then yeah schizophrenia would make sense too right that's the thing you can consider Seder a lot of things yeah yeah right. oh yeah right all right but um okay yeah so like i said it's four by three and you know the show in june a ton in the opening segment is like little tiny voices you can kind of hear but you can't make out what they're saying and then they show a younger woman you know let me ask you about this scene she's standing in her room bunch of candles around and I think she's holding something. Could you make out what that was? No, it wasn't another candle, right? It definitely no, wasn't a candle. It looked like um, it looked like an L shape. Like if she was like, "Yo, take this L," take this. Just, <laughs> like pass it to the left hand side. Yeah, <laughs> and she just wanted to give you that L real quick, man. <laughs> puff puff pass. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I knew that they had. There was a picture. Uh, a fo- a picture of what we find out to be Grandpa Jim and Nanny when they were younger. Mm-hmm. That was like in the center of the candles. It was. Right? Yeah. Okay. So did they show that up close? They showed it. Yes, they did. They sh- okay. It was a pretty quick flash, but they did show okay. it. Okay. And that's the only thing that I got out of it. I'm not sure what the, the L-shaped was. 
Yeah. By the way, you, you t- you're you talking about L as in joint. I'm talking about the letter L. Oh. Like take, wow, look at you, man. Wow. That's sad. Yeah, this is, uh, I should go back to playing my PS5 at 2 a.m. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, all right, it makes, you're not as well versed in meme culture, man. I can tell. Explain the L. Okay, like, let's say you get into an argument with somebody about what's factual and what's not, right? Mm-hmm. It's found out that you're right, right? And L loss, yes. Take a loss. Like, That's all you that had to L. say. I got, I got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. Sorry, man. <laughs> you know, I know you're out of touch. So oh, yeah. I'm trying to help. That's you all out. I needed. I just needed to hear that, and I'm good to go. Oh, jeez. I don't ever take L's, so maybe that's why. Oh, give me a fucking break, <laughs> you fucking shithead. Oh, that's annoying. It's funny you just said that. Oh God. Um. Anyway, the old man. What's what did you say his name? G- Grandpa Jim. Grandpa Jim. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. So they show they don't show anybody's face, but they show a set of feet being doused in what I presume to be gasoline. Yes. Right. Yep. And then that body is burning. And the younger woman, whose name I forget, it was just. I think, I think it was their mom. One. It was their mom. It right? was their mom. I don't know if they actually say her Let's name. See. Oh, uh, yeah. No, they don't. They She's don't. credited as... Wendy Taylor, the actress, is credited as mother. Mother, yeah. Interesting that they don't give her a name. Yeah. Um, and also relieving because now I don't have to be embarrassed about not knowing the name. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> um, so you you assume she's burning Grandpa Jim. Right. That's the assumption. Yeah, yeah. I, right. I, they, they, they also make comments about it further down the storyline. Right. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. That, but I, I, I'm talking like at this... Oh, yeah. Having not seen the rest of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At that point, I actually don't know who it was. It could have just been some random guy. Right. But looking back, that's what I'm saying. Right. Looking back, I'm assuming that's uh, that's him. Yep. Right. Um, Which is horrible, obviously. You assume also now that we're going back again, um, June Peterson probably has no idea that this is happening. You know, because as you later find out again, she suffers from a mental illness or whatever. Yeah, you don't think she knows that that was happening? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's not. It's hard to say. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that too, I guess, right? Yeah. Um cuz they do they too talk about it. Uh like you said. Um okay, so that sets the stage, I guess. You don't know who's who really at this point, right? To start the movie or at any point during the movie. <laughs> For that matter. Um, Just one comment. So she pours gasoline on Grandpa Jim, lights him on fire, and then right before the scene ends, she's levitating. levitating. How did I... Oh, my God. Yes. Right? Forgot to mention that. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Do you think she's like actually levitating? You think this is like a... I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I don't... mm, It could be... Yes, I don't, I would say no. Yeah. Purely for the fact that as the movie progresses, you have reason to believe that um, the dementia condition or similar mental illnesses, let's say, are attempting to claw their way into the minds of her relatives, June Peterson's relatives, right? And it shows up on everybody in different ways. Right. Yeah. So I think I think the floating thing is is not a real thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
Do you agree with that or what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, would you think it's more like reaching a, I don't know, like a higher power or... Either like a higher power or just a different plane of like um, mental state. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like she's floating because, okay, because yes, dementia patients and schizophrenia people, they have problems um, recognizing what's real, things like that. But, you know, if that's the case, then that floating might be representative of what they do see. Or what they regard as reality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Makes yeah. Sense. So I think I think that's that's a fair uh, assertion to make, and yeah. So then right after that, they go finally they get to sixteen by nine widescreen color. I mean, thank God because I couldn't watch an entire movie like The Lighthouse zero out of ten because it was in black and white and four by three. Horrible. Stop. Hated it. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so right away, man, the color palette, uh, ooh, color grading, I mean, is uh, it's on display a hard body, man. When they show him, uh, they show Adam, he opens up the movie, his part of the movie by shooting bottles in the woods. And uh, yeah, the green, man, the green, like the lushness is just, like really intense, I feel like. Yeah. Like in a good way. Yeah, he did a great job for not knowing Dude. anything about uh, color grading. Yeah. He did such an awesome job. Agreed, man. Yeah, um, yeah, it was that was cool. It was like he found the beauty. This is like from I'm taking this from yeah, someone yeah. else, but like it, it's gorgeous, like his color grading. And he, he found the beauty and menace in the lush green forest, yeah, which is pretty cool, dude. Yeah, no, he kills it, man. Kills it because, like, in the forest, there's not too much color to work with, but it still feels like really varied and like detailed. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the greens stick out and are separated from like the blacks and, and the from browns the browns and all that. Yeah. It, Dude, I feel like every image, like every still image could have been framed and put on a wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yes. That puts it really well, man. You get that from somewhere else too? You <laughs> nope, fucking, that's me. That's all me. You fucking, um, what's you the word? Connoisseur? No. Like Beautiful man. When you steal something. Plagiarizer. Oh, plagiarizer. No. No, not this time. Oh, I'll, I'll quote funny. it from someone else in the words of. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, so obviously you're immediately shown that adam is alone out here in the woods by himself with no one to watch over him uh essentially living on his own and just passing the time getting drunk i guess he's he's hunting something he's hunting something he's, well, hunting. he's practicing at first but yes he is hunting. he's hunting something what is he what is he hunting you think sator hmm Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think he's hunting Sator. Right. I think you're right. He's trying. I, he's trying not to succumb to this illness. Mm. Right? He wears a cross. You see, he wears a cross around his neck. That is fair. Mm-hmm. He wears a cross around his neck. Uh huh. Um. And dude, uh, there's a cross symbol. You know the thing he uses. What, okay. What do you think he's trying to call when he blows that whistle thing? Yeah. That's what I was wondering because it has a cross on it also. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't... Because Sador doesn't make any sound. Right. And the the sound that it does make is fucking weird. Oh, that's... It doesn't sound like anything to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like, bothered me. You know what I'm saying? When do we hear what he sounds like? What the uh, the, t- the call tool sounds like? No, no. Sator. Do we... Do we hear him? I don't, I don't even know that we see him. Like, we might in one scene that I'm thinking of later down the line. Yeah, I think we're... The that, same one. Okay, you're right. But I don't think you... 
really hear them. You hear them, yeah. Yeah, because that call, I mean, they use for hunting when they're hunting, like, I think deer. But deer, is that, you think it is? I get, yeah, probably, What else is out there? Probably deer. It makes sense. Because, like, if you were hunting birds, you would want to be, like, in an open area. So that's one thing. We don't see any animals right. in here at all. Because he's got to eat something. You're right. And <laughs> looking at the costume. Yeah. The costume is pretty cool. Costume. It, Wait. I'm Sador's sorry. costume. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, okay. Um, from a podcast I was listening to with Jordan Graham on it, uh-huh. apparently he made that costume to represent all the animals that Sator killed within that area. Oh. Because he's got like the the ram horns and if you look at his fingers, they're like Oh, like the their teeth. Teeth. Yeah, and like jawlines. That would explain why there's no animals in the area. That would explain why there's no animals and also why our main character isn't hunting any animals because he knows that, that no there aren't animals. any. Wow. So he's clearly hunting something out there and it's Sator. So I he's think. hot on the trail. He's hot on the trail. Man, okay, no, I didn't, I didn't think of that, man. You never do. <laughs> wow, but also I think, uh, despite there being no animals, I think Adam is shown to have a prevalent connection to nature, generally speaking. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's out there by himself. Somebody who might go crazy a lot sooner. People would go crazy a lot sooner than he does living on his own out there like that. Yeah, with no history of mental illness. Yeah, let yeah, alone exactly. having it. You're right. And he's, I mean, and he has some minor interaction with other people from time to time. You know, but it's not constant. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his little dog that he rolls with or whatever, which so, helps. Do you, do you have any idea what that dog was there for? Like, what was the 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 point of the dog? Because there's that one scene. It's like actually right after the opening scene mm-hmm. where the the dog is just snarling yeah at adam yeah really weird yeah really weird and it's they just stare at each other for like a minute and then that cuts out oh well dude to me right away the first thing i was thinking when i saw the movie i mean because honestly like i caught on to the i mean i i'm not i'm just trying to brag here because i never catch on to anything <laughs> in movies but uh i felt like i had a pretty strong suspicion that it was about mental illness like right away like immediately like as soon as i saw the opening segment um and I think the dog, because like that, that to me, like even Seder himself, I don't think obviously, I don't think he's real, really. Right. So he's like a representation of that. And I think he's what people look like when they are afflicted by mental illness in this movie. You know what I'm saying? That's why the dog was growling at him because dogs, you know, they recognize things all the time in movies, in like real life. They know when somebody's sad, mm-hmm. whatever, when somebody's not themselves or they're going to think they're going to hurt the dog, the dog will get aggressive. Uh, right. That's, so he's yeah. recognizing um, Seder, dementia, whatever you want to call it, um, kind of creeping in on uh, Adam. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay. That does make sense. And that's where like the ambiguity of this movie makes it so hard to interpret because there's the way I look at it, there's four ways to interpret this movie. So, one, Sator is a literal demonic creature who's been haunting this family for de- generations. Two, Sator is more of a metaphor for a history of mental illness that's plagued this family for generations. Three, the family is part of a satanic cult that offers sacrifices in the name of Sator. Mm. Or four, all of the above. Oh. And oh. I, I think it's 
for all of the above, but maybe more heavier on the history of mental illness and mm. the family being part of some type of like cults. Cult. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. No, all the above I think is, mm-hmm. that's a solid, uh, solid setup I think for the movie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh oof, man. I was really confused when I saw this, like as I was watching it, but I understood more than I thought I would by the time I was done. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard with these movies, man, because such a little dialogue, such little exposition, and you're really relying on like subtext. Yeah. But when, when everything doesn't seem to fit together like it should, mm. it's hard to really I- interpret what any of it means. Yeah. Like this one, you really had to dig deep and learn about Jordan's history, yeah. the director's history. That's probably deliberate though. Mm-hmm. I would oh. think. Yeah, I mean, if you're spending seven years on something like that, like it's well, yeah, like it felt like an autobiography of his history, of his family's history, right, right. But also to that end, I mean, like uh, you know, you said it's difficult to piece together. Uh, that's how it is for people with dementia. Good point. You know, that's a that's good point. Like, like he's uh, really hammering that home. That's you know a good point. Yeah, pieces don't seem to fit together. Wow, right. you don't recognize people, your family, things like that. You know, yeah. Um, speaking of that, hmm. that scene where Pete and Nanny are talking, good old Pete, yeah, and th- that's towards the beginning, yeah, where she's like, "I don't recognize you," and he's got oh, your grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was completely improvised. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So apparently, they met for the first time when they started recording on set, right? On set, yeah. And Jordan had only planned for Nanny to be in a quick cameo until she started talking about her writings. And that was something that she had never shared with Jordan, which is where Jordan started to dig deeper into Sator. Yeah. And eventually, eventually her dementia got so severe that they had to put her into a care home. So while they were cleaning out the, the cabin, mm-hmm. which is the cabin that they film in is actually where Nanny was living. Hence why they wanted to include her in a cameo. They're like, I'm using her, her home. Like, oh, let's wow. throw her in real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan, while searching, found two boxes of all of her writings, which the family thought had been burned like years ago. Yeah. And they also, he also found a journal that she had written in every day for three months straight. And that's kind of where he realized how much of an impact Sator had on his grandma mm. and the point where he realized he had to include it in the movie. Yeah. Wow. So. Jesus. Yeah. This movie wasn't supposed to be about Sator at all. Yeah. And then when he found all this information, he's like, I gotta include this. Man, it almost like fell onto his lap almost. Like yeah. the whole uh the whole way he set up the movie, man. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like I didn't give it a high enough score. I know. The same man. Cause I, I, know. Bu- I bumped mine up. Like um my initial one was a little lower. Then I bumped it up. Did, really? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm to, honestly thinking about bumping it up a little more again. I'm curious to find out what you rate it. Oh, me too. I feel like <laughs> yours is going to be way different than mine. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, but that's interesting stuff, man. I did mm-hmm. not know any of that. So, and also, let me ask you a question, because you know, in the beginning too, he's in the cat in his cabin, right? And he is listening to recordings of her. Are those all like from real life too? Like the writings, as far as you know, I would think so. I would think so because if she has dementia or, or what have you, 
they can't be like, oh, can you just say all this? Like, unless it was because he didn't say anything about finding recordings, like from the the interview, yeah, that I listened to. But it's probably they probably took all of her writings and just recorded them. So it's probably everything she wrote down, and it might not might not be her voice, or it could be. Honestly, it sounds like her. It does. Yeah, it does sound like her. So that's it, why I was like, it uh, could be her. But like, unless the only way I could think of if it was real would be if whoever was taking care of her, if they were a part of the family that they just decided to record it, because you know, I mean, sentimental value possibly, or they asked whoever was taking care of her to record it for them. Yeah, you know, whatever for whatever reason. But um, in any case. The recording thing that gave me, I don't know. I just thought about Evil Dead, like right away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. even though it only happens in the beginning in Evil Dead, really. Uh, oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, it's just immediately cabin. Yeah. yeah. Recording. Wow. You know what I'm saying like yeah. Um, even though it's a lot scarier in Evil Dead for sure. Um, because this is just ramblings about Seder, <laughs> which is not scary yeah. to me. Yeah. More like a love affair. More well, like a what? It's like a love affair. I think Le- love of love affair. Love affair. Yeah, love affair. So I, I mean, from what Jordan <laughs> found when he was going over like this journal, <laughs> yeah, it's not like like you said she didn't just think of Sator as this creature who is controlling her. Like this was her god. Yeah, this was like her quite literally lover from. Like the readings that he found, yeah. Like she was in love with Sator and would do anything for him. Yeah, Sator was basically anything and everything he possibly could be to someone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like scary, uh, affectionate. Mm-hmm. Any any word, any positive or negative adjective you could think of is probably how she views him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's just her her mind is that scrambled that she doesn't know what to make of him. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, while he's listening to the tapes, by the way, Adam, he's uh, he's clicking around on his little computer, checking out what's going on. You know, is there any good news today? Whatever. So then uh, he's looking to open some images from the uh, deer camp. Yeah, it is deer. I just realized now, stupid me, that I needed I needed the deer cam to remind me that's what he was hunting. Yeah, but it's doesn't mean it's just what they call it. it doesn't mean he was actually hunting deer no it, it only records deers it doesn't record oh yeah it else. only picks up deer <laughs> yeah if anything else passes by it doesn't go off oh that makes absolutely no sense <laughs> i know um yeah no but he they have three images on the computer he can't open a single one so you know right away you know the camera's busted i mean it's got to have I don't know. There's no there's no animals to be heard of. The camera's busted. Yeah, I don't know. Adam, I think, despite his resilience, he ain't doing good, man, to start. Yeah, yeah, he's really struggling out there, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately for him. Was he, um... He was kind of outcasted from what I got out of the movie. He was kind of put out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, by, he was. He was put out there by... What Deborah, his oh, his sister. Fucking right? Deborah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe Pete or not really Pete. I uh, I don't think Pete participated as much as you may assume. You know, cause there's a scene later where Pete and 
Deborah are like arguing or the talking. Deborah turned it into an argument. She's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> no, because he said something. Because it's my understanding that Pete was not around for a while. And um, he said, you know, I feel really bad leaving Adam out there. And she's like, give me a goddamn break, Pete. Wow. That was my decision. That's exactly what she sounded like. I know, I know. And you're right, because Pete was, they make a comment about that too, that he was away for some type of substance abuse or, or something like that. I guess he got in trouble with Evie after Grandpa Jim died. Right. It, yo, honestly, this is one of the parts where it got, I was like confused, very confused, because, oh, Pete gets out today, but I'm like, then how have we been watching Pete this whole time? Yo, yeah. Like, I think oh. they jump around. Yeah. Timeline wise. I know. That's why I was relying on the black and white as flashbacks, but they're not actually, they're not all flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, us talking about it now, it's got to be more just, uh, uh, for lack of a better phrase, like symbolic of dementia. Yeah. Yes. You know, like the, like it's easy for a movie to be jumbled in terms of like the way the events occur and just be convoluted, but. He's at least trying to convey something, I think. Jordan Graham. Oh, he spent, yeah. You know? The length of time he spent on this, I think every scene makes sense to him. Right. And maybe we just have to dig a little deeper, which we tried. Maybe watch it again. Maybe, I might watch it again. Yeah. Honestly, the more we talk about it now. Yeah. I'm I, like, I, oh, man. Yeah, I think watching this again would definitely be to our benefit. The only problem is, wait, how did you watch it, by the way? I rented it. From where? Amazon. How much? Like five bucks, right? Okay. Four ninety nine, I think. Yeah, no, because some of them, yo, some of them are like more money to rent. Yeah, really. I forget where I looked other than Apple TV, but it was like a dollar more. I was like, "Are you out of your really? fucking mind?" That's wild. <laughs> yeah, really weird, right? You know what? Honestly, hopefully he gets some of the money that oh oh towards renting or anything because this guy deserves to get some money from this. Yeah, then I should have done the dollar more one. Fuck. I know, or just bought it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was five bucks to rent. What yeah. am I complaining about? Yeah, it was a good movie. But like you said, now we, if we want to watch it again, we have, have to, to rent, it again. rent it again. Yeah. Probably, yeah, because I couldn't find it streaming illegally. Yeah. I didn't even look because I figured if you couldn't find it, there's not a chance in hell I'd find it. Oh, yeah, no way. No way. I mean, I only checked the one website, the one I gave you, the illegal one. Okay, the illegal. That nobody's supposed to know about. Nah, it's totally illegal. But it's too late now. It's too late. Everyone knows about it now. I could always cut this out. <laughs> you're not gonna though you're right it's part of the episode now um but yeah no I, I think it's the kind of movie that could benefit from a rewatch man even more so honestly even more so than the witch man because like a movie like that it's it's a little more straightforward you know the events mm-hmm. are laid out pretty plainly in front of you uh, yeah it's just it's the the like we said the tone of the movie fits say tours but it's right. not as convoluted in terms of the timeline right absolutely absolutely um yeah okay so like i was saying he can't open it also i was thinking of uh the deer cam you know there's three images there could have been more there could have been less and i got me thinking like does that mean anything like is there any significance the number three whatever and probably not what do you think i didn't get anything out of that there is something that I did see mm. further down the story. Okay. Where well, it may uh, have had a significance. Okay. I don't know well, if you we, want we'll talk about that. We'll talk as about we that get to we'll it. Get, okay, yeah, no problem. 
because I had thought about it for a moment and then I was like, I looked up the num- significance in the number three and I was like, I don't think there's really a connection there, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just images on a computer. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> let me ask you, huh? before I forget, who the fuck was Evie? Oh my God, dude. I could you not. You're asking the question of the, of the uh, ages, man. That, I don't know who the hell she was. I want to say Pete's ex-girlfriend okay lover yeah because she's living at partner (laughs) she's living at nanny's house Um, she just kind of appears very randomly throughout the story Mm -hmm. it makes me wonder if she was real or not Dude, that's what, oh my God, man. Thank God that you had the same ideas, man. Yeah. Because they really don't make it clear. They don't. That's, and I'm like, I was trying to figure out who the hell Evie was. And I, the more we talk about it, the more makes me feel that she's not real. Yeah. That at no point does she talk to anyone else besides Adam. Yeah. She never, you never see her talking to Pete. Yes. Yes. She's never talking to Nanny. Uh Uh-huh. Only Adam. Uh Uh-huh. She never actually has a hand in killing someone. Mm-hmm. Like when when Adam kills Pete, she's just kind of there. Right. But she's never actually holding, touching anything with the exception of the photo album that she brings to his cabin. Right. But also when, uh, when Pete dies, this is like way toward the end of the movie, but when Pete dies, um, spoiler alert, Totally forgot. Whoops. This, well, you guys know it, that yeah. by now. They know that by now. Yeah. Whoever, all 26 of you. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Pete does see her, though. Like, in the scene right before he dies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you see like you oh. see his face. He, like, notices her. Really? Yes. Like, assuming she isn't real, which I think she's not. Well, she might have been... She was... I think she was definitely real because they do address her uh-huh. in discussion but they don't oh yeah so like maybe she was someone who was there in the past maybe died well, that's, that's what i mean yeah, oh okay I'm sorry. yeah she's yeah. not present at the moment yeah I mean. okay right. um yeah because he like notices her but i don't think she's there and you know they talk about an accident that him and evie had pete and evie yes and it doesn't sound like she survives yeah. the accident it doesn't right because when right. she's showing adam the photo album she makes a comment like glad pete got out of it okay yes or something yep, like yep, that yep yep exactly so I, I think that uh that indication is there that uh evie is is now a thing of the past mm-hmm. you know like bell-bottom jeans bell-bottom well, they could come back oh just like evie did i hope not <laughs> oh it's tough Dude, you could wear your uh, what is it? Your house monitor and oh, ankle monitor, ankle monitor, and you know, still be okay. No one oh, will see it. That's true, but mm-hmm. you still can't leave the house, though. You can't leave that. That's true, and you get a lot of scuff marks too. And you'd and probably you'd be hot if you're wearing bell bottom jeans in your house. It's, that doesn't sound worth it. But maybe you could just not wear any shoes out. That's true. You're right. That's true. I mean, alternatively, if you have an ankle monitor. Just walk around naked. It's easier. That's true. You don't have to get the socks over the ankle monitor. You know. It's, oh yeah. You might get cold though. Yeah, you I might get know. cold. Your ankles get chilly. <laughs> oh man. Um, I do want to. I do want to backtrack. Remember you talking about the dog getting upset in Adam's direction? Yeah. 
Yeah, right before that, there was an important scene we did not cover, which uh, Adam has the first vision of himself in white lawn johns for whatever weird reason against that beautiful black backdrop that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I think in the first scene, and it has like the blue, like dark blue sky above hand with the, uh, the moon. I think it's just him in the first vision. You don't see the flame yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Cause, yeah. Cause then it, that image does pop up several Later, other times. Like I think two more times. Yep. Um, but yeah, the first time it's literally just him standing there at a distance, but you can, I don't even think you could really make out that it's him the first time. Yeah. I mean, you, I guess the assumption is there. You could assume it's him, but yeah, you're right. We're not really sure if it is or not. Right. Or Seder. It could be Seder. But something else that I think is also significant before we see Adam in this vision in his fashion forward long johns. I don't know why the fuck you wear lawn johns. Who wears those? It's cold out there. I guess that's true. Um, a good good thing that we see fire in the vision right before we see Adam. Uh, and I think fire plays a pretty big part in this movie. It's got some some heavy significance there, I think. And yeah, the vision obviously, I think, yeah, it freaks Adam out a little bit. Um, and that's right after that. I think it's the first, I think it's, yeah, the dog starts like freaking out. This is when he's sleeping. It's like a dream basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has his first like tense moment in the movie where he's like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And then the next, oh yeah. So what did, what did you think about the vision? That's what I was going to ask you. Oh yeah. So we see that vision, uh, Three times. Yes. Right? The third time happens later on in the film. And this was... So he sees that image. And then we get Adam back in the cabin. This is later on in the film. And he's lighting candles. Mm -hmm. Remember that part where he's lighting all the candles in his little cabin? Yeah. And then he's hiding behind his door. And we see like the three Sator like disciples enter. Yeah. And he turns around and flees from the cabin. And while he's running in the woods, he comes across this cave or like tunnel like cave and he sees a dim light inside. Yeah. And foreign voices start to talk to him. So he goes inside and when he gets inside, he sees the Sator like sitting on his throne holding a torch. Yeah. What I got out of those image, that image was that the torch was Sator trying to guide him to him. Uh huh. And when Adam finally got to that cave, went inside, and came in contact with Sator, it was like Sator finally had control of him. Wow. Because that's okay. when everything, that's when everything changes, right? Mm-hmm. We don't see Adam again until yeah, the for, scene with Pete. Right. Not for a little while. Yeah. So it's wow. like, that's what I got out of it. I don't yeah, know no, if that's that's a, that's a good. Uh, I didn't consider that, man. Because like you said, every. Like this director, he puts seven years into this. Every scene has to make sense to right. him. And you know, he's he's thinking he probably mulled every scene over so hard, man. I feel like You're right. If he's if he did all the stage design, editing, all that, blah blah blah. He is blah blah blah. blah like I'm just blah, like writing it off. The movie yeah. is so easy. I <laughs> seven just do years. It right now wow. If I wanted to, I could make something better than Back to the Future right now if I wanted to. 
Like right now in this room. Just right now. Yeah, yeah. Robert Zemeckis is going down. <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, he he obviously every scene is supposed to make sense. So obviously, it's really just trying to dissect it. No, I know what you mean, though. Um, but that's a good way of looking at it, man. I, I didn't consider that exact angle in terms of like the fire being a guide. Uh, I mean, since we already spoke about it, I can kind of get in there now because you were talking about um, how Pete gets killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, fire is generally regarded as symbolizing many things, including passion, desire, rebirth, resurrection, eternity, destruction, hope, hell, and purification. Ooh. Right. So I think probably out of all those words that I just unnecessarily stated, um, purification and rebirth are probably the two most um, relevant ones, you know, because how many people get burned in this movie? At least two that I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, no, three. Three. Three people. And, dude, that makes sense, too, because after... So the people being reborn aren't the people being burned. It's the people who sacrificed... Fact, sacrificed the people that... The people, yes. right. Because yes. in ev- afterwards, after the, sac- the sacrifice, mm-hmm. Adam is fully shaven. Yeah. His mother <laughs> is fully shaven. And you're like, why the fuck would they do that? But because they're being reborn, like right. just like a baby like being a baby reborn without hair, without hair, smoother than a baby's Smooth, bottom. Exactly. I like it. So, okay, yes, no, and yeah, that makes sense. And I think for the people who got sacrificed, that's the purification, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they're not bald, so that's a problem. They got to fix that. True. So you got to burn them alive because they're not bald. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah right 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 but no i'm saying that's like um yeah it's, a, it's like a right of right of passage passage uh, excuse me passions and passage jesus and purification <laughs> that allows the cult members for lack of a better phrase to be reborn through the means of sacrifice you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah um yeah okay which makes sense because in one of the the writings are yeah, I guess the audio recording. There's a comment that says, "You, they have chosen you from the furnace of affliction. You, pr- you may present an offering by fire." Uh huh. I think I have that quote somewhere too. Do, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty important one, I think. Yeah. An- another comment I want to make about this mm-hmm. about Pete being killed. So, right before Pete goes to see Adam, and right before he gets killed, he's holding. I don't know if it was like a, a box of cigarettes or like playing car- or like cards oh, or something like fiddling with it he's fiddling with it and on it is it says 210 like clear as day it's numbered 210 yeah so i went into a little more research to see if i could find out because it had to have meant something why show the 210 if it doesn't mean anything i thought it was just a brand <laughs> but go <ahead>. yeah yeah <laughs> so in honor of 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 easter barb wanted me to present an easter egg in a movie. Uh, this is it? This is my Easter egg. This is exciting. So <laughs> it's not that exciting. Don't get oh, damn, okay. don't get too worked up. But what I found is that there's a Bible verse. It's called Revelation 2.10. And the quote says, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for ten days. Be faithful even to the point of death. And I will give you life as your victor's crown. So I don't know how much that applies to Pete, because you know, like Pete was also trying 
to fight this as well. Yeah. But I think maybe that the 210 was Pete actually being able to avoid succumbing to Sator. Right. Which would make sense, right? Because in the beginning of the film, he you see him mumbling, get out of my head. Right, yes. Um, he's one of the, besides Deborah, one of the only family members that doesn't actually, I guess, fall victim to yeah. Sator. Which, I mean, he does. Well, yeah. But not under his control. Not mentally. Right. And considering it was a Bible verse, I think this was just... Pete staying, I guess, trying to think of the word, staying like, okay, like, okay, what you see, because you're saying he didn't succumb, so the Bible verse relates to Pete in the sense that he's remaining vigilant in his resistance in his Seder? faithful was the word i oh, was okay, looking faithful. for okay, but exactly like how you <laughs> <laughs> I know so what he saying. was staying faithful even to the point of death and from that he'd get life oh so, yeah okay dude oh so man looking Good at it in two different ways yeah that's a little bit of an Easter egg there. A little bit of an Easter egg. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, I could have... Just it could, time for the holidays. It could have just been a playing card with a number on it, but... I think you mean cigarette box. Or a cigarette box, one or the other. It was a cigarette box, right? Wasn't it? I don't know. A 210 thing? Was it? I think it was a cigarette box. Was it? Okay. Box, yeah. Because yeah. he smokes. He does. Yeah. Yeah. So... 210, baby. 210. All Bible right. Verse. Yeah. No, dude, I think that's a good pickup, man. Um, the number can't just mean nothing, because it could have just been unmarked. It could have been Marlboro. Right. Newports. It could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been Paul Malls, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, being a former smoker, I'm almost getting sick just thinking about it. It's disgusting. Well, if you ever need someone to rip a cigarette for you, oh, you got your guy. Too, man. I wanted to punch you in the face so bad when you did that. Well, look at us now. Yeah. What was it, 13 years later? And we've only been in two fights, man. That's that's pretty damn good. No physical fights. No, I mean verbal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were both your fault. And I, I think, think we were both inebriated. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Really? I think we were sober for one of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, one out of 13 years, I'll take. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that one where we were sober, you just got like really mean for no reason. Oh, my God. I know. Here we go. I know, I know, I know. Poor Steve. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> Poor Steve. He has to drive all the way to fucking <laughs> Levittown to do this podcast. To come see your friend and record a podcast. Yeah, it's like the hardest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Um... <laughs> So, like, I was going to say, after the first vision, Pete comes by, right? Adam's place, right? And uh, he, what's the deal with the jar? It's like moonshine in the corner. There's like this little, it's moonshine. Yeah, he doesn't drink anymore. He just sniffs it. Remember, he went away for abuse. I think substance abuse. Oh, wow. Yeah, he came back. He's sober now, but he still likes the smell of it, I guess. Oh, that's risky. Yeah. I didn't think of that, man. But it still um, proves the fact that he can remain faithful or right. vigilant. Right, right. My notes say Pete comes by and sniffs the moonshine in the mason jar for some weird reason before drinking. That's because at that point, you don't know that he's back from rehab. Right. Yeah. Because she says that way later. Mm-hmm. Again, the jarring, jumbling of the events. And that's why his hands are shaking. Yes. A little bit. You noticed that, right? Yep. Adam and it says my notes, Adam concerned. 
That's what it says. Uh, he's, he's concerned he's the concerned entire for time. His brother. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Um, but yeah, and right, because he said, "Get out of my head," right, and then like right after that scene, he's asking him, "You hunting deer?" You hunting deer? No, <laughs> you hunting deer? And he doesn't answer him. Because it's like you were saying before, he ain't worried about shit except for Seder. Yeah. Getting rid of that dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, man. Okay, so... Are you good? Yeah. Let's go. Are you sure? I hope so. (laughs) We'll find out soon. Okay. Um, Right, so then it's another black and white scene. Uh, But this is the one you were talking about. It's the present right now. This is the one that isn't a flashback. Which, You're which right. threw you off, threw me off too. Yeah. Um, and also Evie talking, it it sounded like she was talking through one of those like voice changers. Like her voice was all distorted. and it, Oh it yeah, there was like an overlay on it. Yeah. I, any idea what that could have signify? I don't know, man. I, I guess I would have to assume that the overlay on her voice, I guess is meant to convey the fact that she's not rooted in Adam's reality as he sees it. Okay. Like distortion is not, yeah, distortion is, is, is a negative thing for sound. Like you don't hear it as it's meant to be heard. You know what I'm saying? And that's what somebody who isn't actually in front of you should sound like, (laughs) I think, you know? Right way that's the way it, i man. look at it at least um, when he came up with that <laughs> yeah and her, she says to him get so distracted down here you forget to look up sometimes she just sounds like a fucking psycho like yeah <laughs> why does she say that i don't know weird. what do you think weird right yeah uh, i don't i don't not really sure well my notes say what the fuck is her deal so i wasn't really <laughs> too sure what she meant by that but um yeah, I don't know. I think you forget to look up sometimes. Get so distracted down here. It's almost like it's almost like she's um, a spokesperson for dementia in a weird kind of way. Like you get so distracted that you forget that you're supposed to be succumbing to this family illness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like or you forget like, to look up. Or part of Adam's subconscious. Yeah. I don't know. Like almost like pushing him toward... Uh, the inevitable, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, you forget to look up at what everybody else is doing, and they're suffering from the same condition, or or anything, alcoholism, you know, in uh, Pete's case. Yeah, because it seems like she's kind of encouraging him to lean more towards Sator. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so she's she's fishy, to say the least. Mm. Um. Yeah, okay. So, also, do you think the disappearance of the mother... And the burning of Grandpa Jim, was that recent? It was fairly recent, you think? I don't think it's super recent because uh, yeah. during that time, Pete gets into trouble, okay. ends up going away for substance abuse, and so comes back sometime out. after. Yeah, okay. maybe a year, I don't know, something like that. But, but not within a few days. Okay. Like we're talking okay. months. Okay, a couple months. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay, because I was wondering, because they don't really make that uh, very clear. Yeah, no, they don't. And, and you're, you're right. What happened to the mother after that? Just gone. Oh, we see her later. We see her later, right. but is that 
is she real? Oh, that's a good question. So <laughs> the first time we see her is, and it's actually where we get, there's really only a couple jump scares, but mm-hmm. this, that scene where he's looking, he's in his cabin and he's looking out the window, I believe. And and we're getting all that, that distorted voices and in for, in foreign language again. Yeah. And Adam turns around and is like surprised by like the Seder costume sitting in a chair, like right behind him. And that was like, that was our first jump scare. Startled as fuck. Yeah. Then the recording comes on saying Seder knows everything he does and and continues relaying all that information. And then the person takes off the mask. So when we first see the costume, we think, oh, maybe it's just someone like, it's just a costume sitting there. And then the figure stands up and we get another, maybe not so much a jump scare, but it was meant to kind of like surprise you. Yeah. And the person who takes off their mask is actually his mom. Right. Once again, with no hair. And she points at the picture from the deer cam and says, what can't be seen in the dark is shown in the light. Uh huh. The lantern goes out and she's gone. So that's the first time. And maybe the only time we see her, right? After the intro? No, we see her one more time at the very end. Like in the last frame? In the last frame. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. That's what I thought. I was like, I couldn't remember for sure. But she was giving him a hint there. Look at the picture. Yeah. But like turn up the brightness. Yeah, turn up the brightness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get real modern with it. Once again, light. Yeah. Yeah. And Coming into play here. Yeah, and then he sees... Uh, the I, again, I don't know what else to call them. The cult members in the picture. Yeah. After he does that, right? Yeah. Um, and I I don't know, man. Like, why alert him to that and then just peace out real quick? It's very strange. Yeah. Like, what's the purpose behind that? Once again, just trying to guide him closer to Seder. To Seder, which I think is inevitable for him. I. I, I you think he's he's gone from the beginning? Like, there's no way he could avoid it. You're thinking? Yeah, I think so, man. That seems fair. I think. Yeah, I, I think mean, you know, isolating him doesn't help either. Doesn't? I, I guess they were like. trying to protect family because, like, let's admit they all they all know that Sador exists, right? And whether or not they want to accept him as their savior or try and fight against it, they all know that he exists. And they all know what can happen when someone falls victim to Seder. Oh, yeah, I yeah, want right. to say falls victim, right? Because then the sacrifice is offered. They can get and, right, right. They so can get violent, yeah. I guess right? they were protecting yeah. themselves more than Adam. Is what I was thinking, and that's why Deb Deborah felt bad because it was right. for her, not for him. Right, but don't say if you Pete. Don't say you feel bad though, because Deborah gonna be like. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> That's my favorite line of this movie. Yeah, honestly. yeah. It's pretty great. All, yo, all good acting, too. Pretty solid. That's honestly that scene where she says that. I, that was the only time where I was like, mm, I, I didn't know about the acting there. <laughs> yeah. But, it almost came off as disingenuous, but. Yeah, yeah. But I was still, you know, I think she'll, she did a good job still, I think. And Pete is Jordan's hometown friend. So they've been buddies since like seventh grade. No shit. They actually, Michael Daniel, that guy? Yeah. Yeah. They actually worked uh, 
they worked wedding photography together wow for several years yeah that's cool man mm-hmm. yeah so many real world connections in this movie man yeah it's i weird. guess when you have a limited budget you're you're trying to find you gotta beg your friends pretty to much you. yeah <laughs> oh my god um okay so a little before that by the way uh the dog runs off remember that you know when a dog runs off that some shit's going down it's going after a snack you get the fuck out of there oh yeah yeah right you gotta leave right yeah (laughs) and he's like you know they set off looking for it he sees a shooting star also which i thought was at least got to be a little significant man because like usually people like oh that's a good omen like I can make a wish or whatever. No. Uh, that I think it's like a uh, a warning sign. Mm. Almost. You know what I'm saying? What were we going to say? I don't remember the shooting star. So when that happened after the dog ran out? Yeah. He's like, uh, he's setting out to look for him on his own. And he's like standing on top of the mountain, like whistling or whatever. Um, And he can't find him. And then the shooting star happens or whatever. Uh yeah, I don't know. And I, I just, I don't know. I think everything, because again, we're talking about reality for people who suffer from dementia. It's like, it doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? So everything, literally everything that happens around Adam in this movie is pointing him in a certain direction. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Because that shooting star is only going one way. It's True. going one way toward an inevitability. It's going to end up somewhere. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's no, the that's, way I'm looking at it. That's a great point. I'm getting real deep with it, man. Yeah. I did my research for once. That's <laughs> <laughs> This one you have to. Yeah. Especially because I picked it. Especially because you picked it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the deer camera, by the way, it uh, also starts working out of nowhere. And picks up an image. Right. So yep. these cult members, maybe they're nice. Maybe they came by and fixed it. Like, yo, this guy needs his camera. Let's, let's hook him up real quick before yeah. we kill his brother. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Help him out a little bit. Yeah, geez. Let him know he's not alone. Right. Uh, so after that, yeah. we go back to the black and white. Yes. Right, and now we're, now we're back at the house. Pete's at his grandma's house. We know that Grandma Nanny is suffering from dementia uh, grandma explains a little more that Seder can get into her brain and would tell her everything mm. that Seder would help her become a person. We also find out during this scene that Pete and Adam are brothers. Right? Yes. Which I wasn't sure in the beginning, but it's made very clear that you they had are. A feeling though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It had yeah. to be family members, right? And Pete makes his comment saying that it's weird what the mind can hold on to. Uh. And he says he has a vivid memory of building a cabin with his grandpa. But then he saw a picture and he only remembers the picture, not the day at all. Mm -hmm. I was trying to see if I could break that down at all. Yeah. But I really couldn't get anything out of that. Yeah. Did you get anything from that or no? Uh, well, yeah, this is when they're, they're standing up on that, that mountaintop ish thing and they're talking yeah right okay so he said yeah he's freaked out by what the brain chooses to remember he can't remember anything from the accident or evie yes oh then he says he says then again we were fucked up together a lot so i guess that's different we were fucked up together everything was past tense right once again insinuating 
Right. Oh, yeah, right. Insinuating that he's that dead. She's dead. Right. And he says, right, right. So I guess that's different. Now, the thing is, is that Pete, he suffered from alcoholism, right? And he also has to deal with Seder, just like everybody else. And is that like, I don't know, when he says that, is that like a rationalization? Like, oh, it has nothing to do with me being fucked up mentally. It's just the fact that I was drinking alcohol. But really, it is Seder, you know, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's trying to rationalize the act, the the accident, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And prove to himself that it's not hereditary. It has nothing to do with dementia. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for his own mental stability, you know okay. what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, that's kind of what I got out of it, at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think that that pretty much sums up what I think about that particular line. Okay. Yeah, because then afterwards, we get a knocking at the door after that whole line and Adam goes out to inspect it and it's Evie yeah, out in the night and that's when she brought, she says she brought something from his grandma's and it's a photo album and she makes that comment. It was with, that she's glad Pete made it out of the accident okay. Yeah. Um, fuck Evie we, though. Yeah, fuck Evie. I'm glad she's Pete made it out but fuck me. Still creepy as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What were we going to say? Oh, no, because then we see the woman from the beginning of the movie in the photo album, and that's when we find out that it's... The mom. The mom. Right. Oh, yeah, that photo was creepy, man. Yeah, it was like lifeless, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Pictures like that, where people stare directly at the camera, freak me out a little bit. I think that's why the end scene bothered me a lot. Oh, and they're all just like... When they all like sit down. Yeah. They're all, they've all succumbed. That was like them. Yeah. They all succumbed. Like to, we do when we sit here. We're just We're just like at staring at each other. Yeah. It scares so the shit out weird. of me. I don't know why we keep doing it though. Can we turn Every around week. and record? That's not a bad idea. Going <laughs> Yo, like different rooms. Imagine? That'd be so weird. That would be really we weird. We should try that one day. It'd be kind of fun. Would be. I wouldn't know uh, your facial expressions. I wouldn't know if you were being serious or joking. That'd be so strange. I wonder if anybody's ever done that before. Well, yeah, people record over phones, man. <laughs> That's a good point. But I mean in the same room. Oh, you know probably not. Yeah, because why would you? It's just fucking weird that we're even talking about it. Right? Yeah. Well, so what we know for sure is that both Pete and Deborah don't want to succumb to Seder. Right? Deborah seems actually the most normal. Oh, she seems like, the most... Uh, like, I feel like she doesn't have any history of mental illness, right? And that Yeah, just, she might be the exception. Right, and I feel yeah. like maybe that's what Grandpa Jim was too, because didn't really sound like he had any issues going on, right? Huh, it's weird that you say that, because there's also a scene, I want to say like around halfway through the movie, I think they're done looking for the dog, and Pete's like, your dog's gone, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Whatever, right? So then they're sitting down drinking beers, I think, and Pete's smoking cigarettes. And they're talking, and he says something about Grandpa Jim. Like, I still think that Grandpa Jim did what he did on purpose so Grandma could be closer to Seder. So Ma could Ma, be closer. Ma, Ma. Right, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so he knew that Seder exists, obviously. Right. 
So, like, I don't know if that means that Grandpa Jim was fucked up mentally or if that means he was just trying to support his daughter. Daughter? Yeah, that's the most. That's pretty extreme. Support you could give your daughter. Right. But I got to think, I got to think he was fucked up in some way. But, But here's the thing, though. No, maybe not. Because when something is hereditary, it doesn't come from, like... If you have dementia, let's say it runs in the family for argument's sake. I don't know if that's even possible to begin with, but it doesn't come from both parents. It doesn't work like that. It comes from one person, right? So the odds of them both, Grandpa Jim and June, haven't, it's not likely. Which would make sense why Deborah didn't have any history. Right, exactly. Right, seems so pretty he was normal. likely manipulated into doing that, I would think. Yeah, or or that's a complete lie, and maybe Pete just, or maybe not a lie, but maybe maybe he just got the idea mixed up. Because if you look at how Grandpa Jim was laying, he's outside, like in front of the house, face down. Yeah, like what do you you think? Like he just like, all right, I'm gonna step outside now, just take a bat to the back of my head, and then light me on fire. Yeah, exactly. you know, like I, exactly. maybe maybe he was blindsided. Maybe that's. Maybe they just said that to make him feel better or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mom, yeah, this is the, the quote also that I was just talking about. Mom couldn't have done that herself. Bet he was in on it. It isn't fair for Deborah to have all this to put on her. We should have held it together for her. Deborah is the most, like you were saying, most unaffected person out of this whole group, whole family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she's dealing with the uh, the fallout from everything more so than everybody else because she actually knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and she still knows. She doesn't deny that Sator doesn't exist. Like, she knows. Because there's that next that next scene, the black and white, where Deborah's recording Yeah, what looks to be someone's birthday, maybe Adam's birthday or something. Yeah. And he's zoned out on the porch and she asks him if it's Sator who's talking to him and he doesn't he reply. He doesn't say shit. Yeah. Mad rude. Mad rude, right? <laughs> I mean, your sister's asking you a question. A simple answer, yeah or no. A nod. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. Just go, uh, 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 nod your head up. No. Just at least look at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I'm talking to you. Also, um, with Deborah, there's another quote, by the way. I pull a lot of quotes. I feel like the, the few words that are spoken in this movie, very important, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I'm glad you did very this. Very pertinent. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. Oh, Evie. I'm almost positive said this says this to Adam. It was just Pete in that accident. Glad he made it out okay, like you said before. Uh, you're really lucky to have someone like Deborah again, because Deborah is totally fine. Trying to keep him grounded. Yeah, yeah, by isolating him, because that's yeah. the first thing you should do. What? So, so then maybe Evie wasn't. I. Dude, this is where thing. she doesn't that's, make sense. The ambiguity is, is right. tough. I still would say Evie's dead already at this point, mm-hmm. right, from the accident, only because when someone appears to you post-mortem, like if they're passed away, right? And I don't think Adam and Evie even had a relationship with each other at all. I don't I don't think. Yeah. Because like if she's getting trashed with Pete all the time, when would they be hanging out? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, because... 
if he was that bad, it's likely that he was spending all of his time with Evie and Evie only, probably. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like codependency. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And people who appear to somebody who is seeing them as a vision, like a dead person, they're going to know stuff. They're going to say things that you know. They're going to talk about what thoughts that you have in your head. That's just how it is in movies. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to. That's how she's able to say that about Deborah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Even though she's not here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's like a Yeah, it's just a thing that I I feel like I've seen in a lot of movies that uh spirits or whatever you want to call them are able to do. They're able to say things to you that you can understand about things they may not necessarily know about while they were alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's probably subconsciously their thoughts. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. the the spirit. Yeah, is. that's a good... Okay, that's a much simpler way to put it. I, I'm glad you said that. Well, you had to say all of that for me to get that out, so that's... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, well, thanks for um, thanks for cleaning up my slot. <laughs> Appreciate it. So what happens after, after the uh, video recording? They We're back at the cabin, right? So now we're back in the color again. And Adam hears movement outside of his door and he goes to his inspect and he steps outside. And this is where we get that. It was like a cool first person view of the woods, mm-hmm. which reminded me a lot of the Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You know, I, from from a lot of audio I listened to with, with Jordan, Blair Witch is one of his favorite movies. So it only made sense he would incorporate. Really? Somehow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's inspecting the area and he sees Evie tied up against a tree. Mm. and he goes over unties her she stands up and she appears to be afraid of him and he then starts to choke her yeah so hot so yeah he's totally into that (laughs) (laughs) and he lets go and he's like looking at his hand like what what did i just do yeah she runs away and he starts chasing after and while he's chasing after her she gets thrown into the sky insane insane and that then he makes no sense at all ab- okay i was gonna ask you what you thought i was like what i have like, no idea what happened there because then we get a, a quick glimpse of of Seder, and then the scene ends uh-huh and then it's adam inspecting the deer cam image and that's when he lightens the image and sees multiple figures right uh well that scene when she gets lifted up first of all i just want to comment on the cinematography in that scene incredible like yeah so amazing Really, uh, yeah. really in the whole movie, but that just that shit that scene just really got me, man. Um, honestly, I think because again we're talking about her as if she is passed away already, right? So I think I don't know. I almost feel like she kind of served her purpose in terms of like guiding him to Seder. So that's kind of her just getting thrown away, essentially, or like taken back. Because she's done. She's already influenced him the way she needs to. Seder kind of so used, like maybe used her yeah. to get that. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's That makes sense. That's because I, I can think of no other way. Like it didn't, that didn't actually happen. It was, right. She didn't physically get thrown into the air. Right. This is not close encounters of the third kind. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's nothing like that. There's no aliens. So I would have to think that that's what that symbolizes. Okay. Right? You know, that's my guess. Yeah, it makes sense. Does that sound like kind of in line with what you would... Yeah, 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 it does make sense. She's getting thrown to the back burner. Seder's now coming into the light. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you don't see Seder, you know, the whole time. Yeah. 
when he goes in that cave you were talking about. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, the cult, whatever you, I hate using that word because they're not really, I feel like, a cult. Yeah. I don't get the vibe, you know what I'm saying? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you hear them make the same noise that his call tool makes. Like when he's, after she gets thrown up in the sky, you hear that noise. Oh. Yeah. And I, then I thought that was weird. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because like if it's the same exact noise, it literally is the same exact noise. I remember hearing it and being like, uh, what the fuck? Like, that makes no sense. Did she scream when she got? Oh, yes. She screamed, she screamed. And then it was that noise? Yes. And then it was the image of Seder? Ye- I think the bald woman, actually. I mean, his mom. Yeah. His Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But then he, he makes it out. He, that's when he runs back to the... Uh, the cabin starts lighting all the candles. Yes. That he got from Target. <laughs> he could have just gotten some tea lights. He didn't have to actually light all the candles. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but why does he why does he light those candles, man? What do you think? I think he's summoning Seder. Yeah, I guess that so. that's part of well, I was gonna say it's part of the sacrifice because in the beginning of the film that's what happens. The grandpa's dead, all the candles are lit. The mom is levitating. Uh huh. She's reached Seder. So I thought maybe that's what he was doing. He was summoning Seder. Right. But now I'm trying to think. In the latter half of the movie that we're talking about right now, the last part, uh, they show somebody floating much in the way that the mom was. Evie. It's Evie. Evie. That was, was after Deborah gets killed. Uh-huh. Which then I'm like... Okay, because I forgot about that until just now. Ish. Which makes me retract almost my earlier statement. Right, that's why... You know what? That's why we're... That's why the the ultimate question was who the fuck is Evie and what was her purpose? Huh. Because, yeah, she's clearly levitating. Why show her floating after her purpose is fulfilled or whatever? Right. Mm. She shouldn't have a that's purpose weird. after that. That's really strange. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's going to be things we just don't know what to make. That's going to be the only thing. I think we've done a pretty good job dissecting Yeah. so far. That's going to be the so thing too. that I think I don't understand. So who is Evie? What was what was her purpose? I mean, we know who she was technically in yeah. real world terms. Uh, yeah. But purpose is another story. Oh, yeah. Uh, there, was another, there was another part, by the way, with Evie. Evie. Uh, when he's walking through the house... I want to say it's uh, June June's place, not his own. And I forget how he ends up there, but she's like, oh, what's the gun for? You know what I'm saying? It's like another weird interaction. Like, what the fuck you need to know for? I'm hunting. Like, leave me alone. Almost he, like she knew what, what it was, was going for. on. Right. But he says, dog's gone missing. And yeah. then she says, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Like, how are you going to do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. She, I don't know, man. That's that, what I mean. This, she's confusing. Was that Seder speaking through her again? That's what I mean. I, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll give you what you want. You just got to come come over come here. Come to the dark you know side. Yeah, pretty much, man. That's yeah. what I mean. Like or light side, because technically it's the light side. With the fire, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. But it's really, we know it's really the dark side. Of course. Though. So bad. <laughs> They're terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I think we're in agreement on that, that uh, we can't quite crack the EV code, mm-hmm. right? 
Maybe one day. Maybe someone will. If you guys have any questions or any possible answers to who she is. Yeah. Send, send us our first in. email because we yeah. still haven't gotten one. <laughs> I'm going to email. I'm going to create my own email and just email something. <laughs> oh, God. Like, I'm just going to make like six email accounts. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just start emailing us. Uh, oh, geez, man. Uh, okay, right. So he's back and he's got the candles lit. And he's waiting for them because he knows they're coming. Hence, I think that's why, I think it's almost like why they make that noise. Because like, I don't know, they're making their presence like really known. Like, oh, this is it. You can't get away from dementia anymore. Like you're, you're coming with us, you know? Yeah. Like, and uh, that's when he starts like, he's panicking. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's hiding and stuff in his, in his spot. Um, and, you know, I was going to say, too, the, uh, you know, the black forest shots with the blue sky, there's like, it's it's pitch black. You can't see shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's like another metaphor for like what uh, mental illness of various kinds can be like. Like things aren't really clear for you at a certain or, you know, at, at any time, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you can't see. And he's running outside in the pitch black. And that's him like that's like another thing with him journeying in a sense toward that kind of an inevitability yeah i i i think the main theme here regardless of whether we think satyr is a literal creature or not it's the fact remains that mental illness can't be ignored yeah you know we know that m- many of the members suffered from different forms nani had dementia there's signs that she had schizophrenia. There's also hints of abuse and neglect, along with abandonment and substance abuse. All these family members, with maybe the exception of Deborah, have had brushes with mental illness, and all accept accept that Seder exists. But in the end, the truth doesn't really matter. What matters is what the family believes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they're devout disciples of Seder regardless of the the price right so let me let me ask you this too because obviously the first baldy right of the three in the picture is the mom right who were the other two baldies that's what i don't understand and say that again okay like the first ones you know in the photograph right that he makes he turns up the brightness right um the first person is his mom right Obviously, one of the three is his mom. Who are the other two? That's what I'm trying. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, because Evie doesn't... As far as we know. As far as we know, succumb until after that image has been taken. Right. Could it be him and Evie already? Like, is... Could that be him? it's like a future telling Or something. But also... So what do we... Okay, so we think Evie does actually currently exist... She's not just, that's what I'm saying. I'm confused. I guess so, man. yeah. I'm confused. I mean, I guess it's not too far fetched to think that that is an image from the future. And even if, let's say, she's not real, or whatever, at this present time, she could still be in the picture. She could. Just like she's in front of um, Pete right before he dies. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure who else, unless it's maybe no one else. Well, because we know that mental illness is uh it's been in their family for generations i don't think it started with his nanny i think it obviously 
fat chance. Yeah. Right. Good point. I, I think Good it goes point. back several generations before so it could that. Be somebody like way older. Right. That's Maybe that's point. his fear of. I don't. You know the fact that this illness is like we've reiterated multiple times coming for him yeah and there's no avoiding it yeah okay no no that's a good point man i, I hadn't uh i hadn't thought of that it probably is like a, a older family member yeah possibly yes yeah okay yeah okay yeah. um yeah okay so okay so they come for him and uh he basically waits for them to Get in the house. He just takes off running. He's gone. Oh, no. We, we, we talked about that. this. Oh, my right? bad. I'm sorry. No worries. I'm sorry, man. I'll, I want to see I'm how far you would go before. <laughs> before I realized that's, that's fucked it's up. It's so I got a little mixed up, man. It's, we're met, it's your fault, though, because you keep jumping around. So That's what that's what we're doing, baby. I got to get it on record that it's not my fault. <laughs> it's um, always Steve's fault. So when when he's meeting Seder, is that around the same time? Yeah, yeah, no. Because that's when um Pete and Deborah are arguing with each other or whatever and when they embrace and he has his 210 cigarettes and stuff yep right yeah. okay so that so, that scene happens we end that scene with deborah and pete and then we get to the scene where pete's crawling through the snow to get to adam's cabin right so this is where we get towards the end of the movie where adam goes uh pete goes in he sniffs the moonshine again he's kind of just sitting down and we get adam who comes up behind him and violently with a, a, a it looked like a horn. Uh yeah, like right. It was like a tusk, of, like a tusk. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Like a like you would find on a boar. Yeah, slices Pete's neck, jams it into him, oh. lights his beard on fire, and shoves his head into the the wood stove. It's pretty brutal. That was a brutal scene. It was it was worth the wait in terms of like the first kill. Yeah. That was was pretty good. Yeah, that was that was well good. done. From what I uh, read, the Pete actually had his beard lit on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You I read, read that. Yeah, too. that's pretty insane. That's crazy. Like that's brave. That is what it is. Because I wouldn't do that. For a movie. No, I guess he was sick of his beard, so they wanted to <laughs> <laughs> make it easy, make it smaller or shorter. Jesus, man, that's uh... yeah. And that's... then the set just smells like burnt hair. Oh, dude, the worst. That's awful. Yeah. But it's okay because there's only like four people around. So that's true. There's nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Um, also, when uh, I wanted to say when Pete and Deborah are talking, um, you know, they, they get into a tiny tiff and then they end up like Deborah hugs him. He doesn't hug her back right before he leaves, right? Yeah. And she's like, Do you want me to come with you? Like, whatever. And he declines, right? And I don't know. I think there's something to be said about even though he gets killed, like the connection he feels with other people who suffer from some kind of condition, whether it be alcoholism or dementia. uh, Yeah, that connection he feels with the people like that is strong because if you decline in the company of somebody and it's the only normal person around, there's something to be said about that. Mm Mm-hmm. You just don't want to be around her because she doesn't understand you. She's normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't understand him the same way that, you know, the Seder people that kill him anyway would. You know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh. He also feels bad with Adam, too. 
Yeah. He does. I mean, he makes that comment. He's guilty. Yeah, he feels guilty. So he's going he out there. He wasn't even around. He, he feels guilty, right. For like six months or whatever it was. Yeah, however long it was. Over a week. <laughs> so after Adam kills Pete with the horn, you see him like once again. He's levitating now in the background. And we say... <laughs> see evie goddamn evie sitting in the room with adam adam has his head shaved so he's he's been purified he's eyebrows too right oh uh, yeah everything Uh, horrible i'm assuming the butt hair too oh yeah they got in there yeah they got a phillips norocco 3000 got in there real good (laughs) yeah you know man norocco makes the best uh well now there's manscaped you know about that company yeah yeah. Yeah. For I a dollar a month. They literally talk about without saying it, they're like, you can shave your butt crack. Yeah. It's that <laughs> it's that specific. Yeah. It's, it's that smooth. It's scary. And it's honestly. that durable. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> the onset of like men's shaving technology is making me a little uncomfortable, I'll be honest. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. In any case. Is uh, it because you have to get your hair cut tomorrow? Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to. You need it. I know. Just like you do. No. That's false. Uh, okay. So false. I, I don't think so. Uh, wait, so, okay, so Pete dies first. Pete and... dies, and we get to our next scene where Grandma is standing up, and she sees Adam in the corner of the room, standing by, like, the door. That was, that was a creepy scene, I thought. He yeah. just stand there in his long johns. Yeah. All shaven. She, like, chuckles. Yeah, 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 dude. Fucking weird. Yeah, and Debbie's sitting perpendicular, so she can only see Grandma. She can't see Adam. You going to bed? Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not... I, I guess Grandma does it all the time, so she's not too concerned that she's, like, just laughing, looking in the distance. Right, because she's old, man. Even if you don't have dementia, if you're old, you just laugh. Yeah, no she reason. probably does it all day. So she's Debbie's not too concerned, but once he she's trying to find Grandma and Grandma's missing, Debbie goes looking for her. She ends up outside where she encounters Adam, mm-hmm. who ends up nearly choking her to death, but let's go right before she stops breathing, at which point Evie lights her ass on fire and burns her alive. And then levitates. Yeah. Once again. When she might be alive or dead. Or dead. We're not sure. We're not really sure. But at the end of the story, Adam goes into the room where the first scene happened with his mom. Uh-huh. And he walks in and he sits down and next to him is his nanny and his mother. Are you, are you sure it's the mom? Who could we? Th- the reason I ask, yeah, is because I think I remember in a separate room by themselves. I thought it was his mom sitting on the bed next to the dog. I was almost positive. I really could be wrong. That, no, so I then think I was, remember that though. So who it's is in my f- notes? That's a good point because th- there was a room with a d- the dog in it and yep. there was someone in there. Yeah, I think it was the mom. I'm pretty sure. I think we're happy the dog doesn't die in the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's always a great end. Because I was honestly panicked when it ran off. I was like, oh, come on. I know, I know. Once again, come on. I, after I Am Legend, I don't think I can handle it. 
moment like that. You know, that's tough. That and John Wick scene. also. Oh, and John oh, and Wick. All, yeah. That was even worse. That John, John Wick. Wick was worse. That was rough. Because it was so young, the he dog. Was a little puppy. A puppy. Yeah. Goddamn. Okay. So who was the third person in the room with Well, him? this is the same discussion we were having earlier. We're not sure. We're not sure. Could be an older family member. Yeah. But he sits down. They all look at the camera. And we end the movie. Yeah. And that was him succumbing to Seder. They're yeah. finally free. Yeah. We end we end the movie not knowing a damn thing about what's going on. <laughs> One interpretation I got it yeah. I got out of it was that Adam got rid of the family members who abandoned him in the cabin and was fine and finally got to be with the family members who accepted him for who he was. Yes. Yeah, no, that dude, that's like right along the same lines what I was thinking. And whether if it was Adam or Sator, like are they the same person? Is is Sator just Yeah. I don't know. An that's, idea. That's why the grandma um chuckles when she sees him like that because uh she finally recognizes him in a manner of speaking. Yeah. Like, oh, he's just like me now. Yeah. Everybody can be happy. It's all good. And Ex- all the people who aren't are dead. Except Nanny never killed anyone. No, she didn't. But she can still relate to the people who are embracing their condition. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. They can be more... Um, they can have a better understanding than she could have with... Uh, Deborah, let's say. You know what I'm saying? Like right. she, she could be more comfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. With the Long John Silver Long John Colt. Clean shaven man baby. <laughs> That's what we're gonna we 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 should call them the Long John Silvers. Man baby. Man baby. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah, no, no, but that's what I mean. Like uh that's why she chuckles, man, because you know, any interaction she may have had with Adam, I don't think she even does would have been thwarted thwarted by the fact that uh, he wasn't succumbing yet, you know? This is a I quote. I mean, that's why they're chilling on the couch. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. a quote that I read saying that Seder is a me- metaphor for the debilitating toll mental illness can have on the sufferer and their family, which is what we thought. There was no monster chasing Adam except for himself. His condition had been creeping ever closer, barely controlled for years, right? What we thought. The final haunting shot is his surrender and joining of the family. Yeah. So pretty spot on, man. For yeah. I think we uh I think we hit it pretty good, man. Except for Evie. Except for Evie. Yeah. Cause nobody knows where her deal is. Just take Evie out. <laughs> and, <laughs> Just take her out of the movie. And my rating would be higher. Wow. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see where like viewers might not be a huge fan. Oh, a hundred percent. In the dude. sense that We've done our research and we still haven't answered all the questions. Yeah. Some yeah. people just want to see a movie because they don't want to have to really pay attention. They want to sit down and relax. And this seemed more like a project. Thought-provoking. Very thought-provoking. It felt more like a, a an art project. Right. Almost like it, than yes. a film. Like if you don't like thinking about movies, you should probably buy tickets for Fast and the Furious 9. Oh, God. And yeah. not watch this. Yeah. <laughs> 100% agree. You see the trailer for that? I didn't even know there was another one oh coming out. Oh my god, out. it looks so stupid. I could imagine. I don't know how people still want to see those movies. Me neither, man. I mean, I love me some uh, some John Cena, though. He's pretty great. Is I think he that's in who that? it is. Am I, is that what I'm thinking of? John is he? Cena? The Rock is in it. I think it's John Cena, dude. 
No, he, uh, John Cena is playing Vin Diesel's brother. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's John Cena. I hope I don't sound stupid. The Rock's in it. I'm waiting for Dave Bautista to get a role. I can't believe he hasn't already. I know. But one thing John Cena does look good in, or I hope will be good, is the new Suicide Squad. Did you see the trailer? Oh, dude. He plays the guy with the toilet. Yeah, I don't, yeah. That's what uh, Idris Elba was saying. Is it? <laughs> He's like, we're going to listen to a guy with a toilet seat for a head or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That shit looks great. Um, before we get any further, uh, what's your rating, by the way? Oh, man. Uh, I know. I, I, trying to decide if I want to raise my rating. I'll um, give you my before and... All right, I'll 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 do this. So my, my rating... Before the discussion, yeah, I feel like I should. I feel like I should give this three ratings. My okay. first watch, wow. okay. <laughs> my first watch. No, no, no. I'll just give. It. So I, I rated it at six and a half. Okay, I put it at six and a half. It's a good movie. It's, it's not a great movie. It's not without flaw. But you have to give this director credit, man. Oh man, yeah. It's like I said. It's an art project. This guy worked day and night. He learned how to color grade. He learned how to stage design. He built the fucking cabin. What I don't if there's I don't know what director has put or whatever he's everything has put more commitment into a movie besides this guy. Right. So just on that alone, I would give it six and a half. After our discussion, I I could increase it to about seven. Okay. I think I could do with seven. Okay. Like I said, it's not without its flaws, but the cinematography looked perfect. And this yeah. is a guy who didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, maybe maybe he did because he was a wedding photographer. I'm sure he had some idea. Yeah, he, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I'd be okay with putting it at a seven. Okay, totally fair, man. I mean, yeah, they could make an entire Oscar category just for him. Like, oh, <laughs> the person who did everything. Yeah, and he'd be the and only he, one in it, right? the only one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, you? I'm actually right there with you at a seven. I had it at a, uh, I had it at a six beforehand, but then I did the research, you know, started looking into everything, the, everything that, what it meant and all that. And thinking about how much work you put into it, man, you just got to give them some kind of credit for that. Like you said, it's a seven out of 10, man. For sure. Solid, solid movie. If, uh, if like we said, if you're not a Fast and the Furious fan then you'll like this movie you know i mean it yeah there's no cars so it's good you know? there's one there's a truck but oh it's, right no there's two actually oh there's two, two cars, yeah, yeah very briefly Peace in the movie truck and then uh deborah's truck you might appreciate they're they're older trucks so yeah I don't know, maybe not quite as flashy not quite as flashy or as fast in, uh... not quite as furious either but. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> oh god okay so that uh that pretty much sums up the review for uh Seder. So that means my horrible turn at choosing the movie has concluded, at which point we want to find out what Brett has chosen for us for the next episode. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I, as confusing as this was, it was fun to try and dissect it. And I think doing more movies like that makes more sense. And I think this one kind of fits in that same genre. But for our next movie, I'm going with, do you want to guess and see if, if you think I would, 
I mean, I can guess if it's on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Let me pull out the list. Yeah, I, w- I want to see if you're going to guess. This is ridiculous. Bum, 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 this is fun, though. Bum, 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 All right, let me bum, see. Bum. Hmm. It's 21 movies. It's going to take me a second. Is it The Dark and the Wicked? No, but that did look good. Okay, damn. You get uh, one more guess. And one I'm, more guess. Yeah. Um, the Rental? Oh, I thought you were going to say it, but you didn't. Okay, what is it? I'm going with 2020's Relic. Relic? Relic. Whoa, I did not expect you to pick that. Yeah, that one looked all. That one looked good. Okay. It's directed by... Nat- Natalie, Erica James. Yeah. This was... I mean, Steve made a list of, of all the movies. So it was pretty much me going through and picking some of those movies because he, he did some extensive research. So I got to give the gr- the guy credit. This is all kind of based off new directors who produced or directed newer movies. Right. So that's our theme. That's what we're kind of sticking with. And I went with... Like I said, 2020's Relic. And just a very quick synopsis. It says, when family matriarch Edna goes missing, her daughter and granddaughter return home to find her. They discover a haunting presence hanging over the home, which is taking over Edna's mind. Okay, right on, man. Honestly, I had an interest in that movie for quite a while. Like, I saw it randomly somewhere, and I was like, all right. Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, And I recognized um, one of the actresses, Bella Heathcote, from... The Man in the High Castle on Amazon Prime. I didn't see that. but Pretty good I've, show. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Yeah. Apparently, I, I'm seeing this just now. Jake Gyllenhaal is producer in this. I mean, I, Relic? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm seeing it right now looking at it. So That's legit, dude. Yeah. All right, yeah, man. I'm pumped up to check that out. Um, cool. Were you done talking about it? My bad. That's it. Okay. I don't cool. want to give anything else away. No, well, Also, sure. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> kind of hard to give stuff away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so the usual, you can find us on social media, each and every case, it'll be the exact same thing, the name of the podcast, the only exception is Gmail, you gotta add 1981 at the end, and um, whenever possible, all 26 of you, I know you're out there and you can hear this, so just rate, review, and subscribe, it helps us out a ton. Yeah, and that's on Apple Podcasts, right? That's where they're really gonna rate? I don't think you can rate anywhere else. Yes. yes. Uh, I mean, on Spotify, you can follow Apple Podcasts. You can rate and follow. When I say follow, I mean subscribe. Uh, and Apple Podcasts, you would be reviewing as well. That's where you would type words, not just leave four stars or whatever, you know. So, yeah, but all that is appreciated. Um, and don't forget, you can be the first person to send us an email before we start making accounts to do that to ourselves okay so uh we're gonna get out of here and we will catch you guys next time thanks for hanging in there guys see you next time